Hey there, hi there, ho there. Hello, my little Excedrin tablets for this crippling migraine. Excedrin, we love Excedrin. I mean, not in like an addictive way, but that's what I use. Two generic Tylenols. <gasps> Ooh, interesting. What is your preferred method of fixing headaches? Let us know in the comments. Is it essential oils? Is it those little, what are those little powder things where you like put it under your tongue? Oh, um, I don't know the name. I don't know the name. But, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Maybe tasting nasty. Is it Tylenol, mm-hmm. Advil, maybe even Aleve? No, no. Is it prescribed, like my father? Is it Ibu? Who knows? Who knows? What drink do you drink with them? Do you drink a Coke Zero like me? Because I convince myself that Cokes help with headaches. Because that's what my mama taught me. <laughs> or do you drink it with a little mixed packet of like st- strawberry peach, strawberry peach punch, strawberry peach, strawberry peach punch. Who knows? Anyways. This has nothing to do with the podcast today, but what an introduction either way. Um, We have a very interesting conversation about a very interesting movie coming up. But first, we have to do a single second. Taylor, do you want to begin? I do. So we all know that I'm employed now. Yay! Yay! Um, And... With being employed comes something that I never thought would be my reality, constant emails in the inbox. When adults were adults, as if I'm not one, when real adults were like, my email inbox is crazy right now. I thought they were making that up. It's like, how can you not get to all the emails? And like, how are there so many? Like, how do you spend hours emailing each day? Now I understand, but the Google auto message option is seriously my favorite thing in the world i use it all the time so when someone says something like awesome great thanks thank you so much i would love to that sounds perfect but today was a little inappropriate um i was working on something and there was a photo that was sent to me for said project i'm working on and the photo this is making it sound like it was a nude oh my god no it's not (laughs) it was just like um disheartening you Mm -hmm. know kind of sad Mm -hmm. and the google autocomplete message choices i had were great thanks which would have been okay um maybe like thank you for sending this to me i can add it the exclamation point was kind of throwing me off or that's cute exclamation point or love it exclamation point um love tragedy so i simply didn't reply to the email i just took care of it like the big girl i am wow that reminds me of outlook's um auto responses they had very similar ones um if somebody sent me a time for something it would always be like cool see you then or like something like that would be like thank you see you then or something like that. Uh, but I have never had that experience before. Where it's something very... Um, I mean, the photo wasn't inappropriate. But, like, the responses definitely were mm-hmm. to what the subject was. Yes. They just weren't correct, you know? It's like, if you were to receive a photo of the love of my life, right? Someone emailed it to you. You wouldn't say, oh my god, what a snack, because you know that that's the love of my life, Mm -hmm. not yours. Exactly. And I would grant you that same respect, even though the love of your life is getting married to someone else. So, you know, I live with this heartbreak every single day, but I choose to be happy for the both of them. (laughs) Choose happiness. (laughs) (laughs) For me, um, the love of my life is getting a little cozy with someone else, and it really does break my heart a little bit, but I'm also not delusional, so. Um, It reminds, oh god, this is so gross, but, um, so, I was gonna, I'll talk about something else for a single second, but, like, really quickly, this kind of has to do with what we're talking about. Um, so, the new Loki series on Disney+, Plus. I've been watching it, and Loki is a fan favorite among people in, you know, the MCU. 
And he's one of my favorites as well. And I love that my favorite supporting characters are getting TV shows. Um, but people are getting a little too much on TikTok. TikTok um, has been truly a curse on Marvel movies because everybody loves Loki, even though he did horrible things in the past movies. But you know, he's a great character. I, I will say he's a great character, well-rounded, blah, blah, blah. But people think, you know, he's attractive and I do think he's attractive as well. But some of y'all need to calm down a little bit. Who plays him? Tom Hiddleston. The one you're you're just like, mm. Oh, the one that I'm like, I don't know about that, but like yeah. y'all can have him. Okay. Yeah. So there's this, <laughs> in the trailer for Loki, um, there's this scene, you can't really tell what's going on because it's like very quickly but I'm assuming he's fighting or something he's fighting people as people do in the Marvel universe and there's this woman and I'm guessing he's like saving her from something I don't know there's just this really quick choreographed move where he takes her and he just like kind of like not throws her but he just throws her away from the action and people are like he's smiling I'm, you know, I'm sad about it, but I'm happy. He's happy. And I'm like, guys, guys, this is a fictional character. This is not a real person. We need to calm down. I know reality shifting has become a new thing. But, like, we just don't need to do this. It's becoming too much for me. I want a reality shift so bad. I also really want whatever that crystal is where all these girlies are like, I have a boyfriend now ever since I had this. I think I need it. I feel like reality shifting, you know, it sounds cool for like a roller coaster ride, but I feel like if I ever did it, I would get stuck. Like, how do you get out of it? And also, what if you just like accidentally reality shift the wrong thing? Because apparently, I've people on TikTok, they're just like, I didn't like detail this one important thing. And somebody died. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, I feel like I would just mess it up somehow. I mean, it's not real, even though it's reality. But um, like, I feel like I would get stuck in that. Like, it would feel like, um, I don't know, just like a nightmare of sorts where it's just like, you can't get out of it. But it would give you so much writing material for when you are a collaborative writer for the next 21 Pilots album. Wow, 21 Pilots. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's a band. Just a band. I will not add anything, anything to it. That is um, the tear in my heart. The song's piping out of my car radio. Yeah. Um, but to conclude that little portion of my input on, uh, you know, people not belonging to you, especially fictional characters, guys, just, just don't rely too much on these fictional characters. Don't be That's all you say. Babe, have fun, but don't be delusional. It's Look, okay guys, to don't love be stupid <laughs> and not be like yeah. out of your mind. Yeah. Um. But I want to add one little thing as well. So, you know, Tom Hilston once dated Taylor Swift, who is coming out with a new recording of my favorite Taylor Swift album, like I said, uh, Red. Um, I was not emotionally prepared for this. You know, we thought we were getting Hot Girl Summer with 1989, but no, we are not getting... Not my Hot Girl Summer, but somebody else's probably... We're getting Sad Girl Fall with Red. Um, you know, I love Red. I do. Um, she's apparently coming out with that 10-minute version of All Too Well. I love it. I don't think I can handle this right now. I would rather just have a little fun time. Um, but maybe I'll have fun with We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together. Or 22. I just need State of Grace and I'm fine. I'm good after yes. that. Um, you know, it's too late for hot girl summer, not to be dismissive of all the hot girls and the hot weather in the summertime, but ever since, uh, New York, no, I'm just kidding, ever since this year and last year combined, time isn't real, and sometimes I look at 
the calendar and I'm like, oh my God, it's the end of June. I know. It sounds crazy. Maybe time really is an illusion. I think it's fake. I mean, we kind of did just make up time if you really think about it. Really, we did. Like, we could all just be chilling, no age, no no perception of anything, but we choose to suffer. We do. Um, speaking of suffering, um, a movie all about suffering, not, I guess suffering in some sense. More like being put out of your misery. Yeah. Cause like, who wants to hear all these people argue? Um, circle. Um, a movie about people who stand in a circle and choose who's going to die. Um, I should say beforehand that... There's a movie called The Circle with Tom Hanks and Emma Watson. And at first, when you said you wanted to watch Circle, I was like, okay, you know, I heard this movie has very bad reviews. Um, and I didn't even know it was on Netflix, but okay. But then I realized you were talking about Circle. And then when I went to watch it, um, well, I went to look on Netflix to see what it was Saturday. And then I saw a TV show called the circle that's a reality show that had so many episodes and I was like I have not watched any of this Mm -hmm. and then I once again realized oh she's talking about circle the movie I need to focus on just circle the movie okay we got it yeah so um I did watch the right movie a good hour and a half movie a good mark for movies to be made Mm time-wise this is my third time watching this 2015 flick uh you know flick flick. I just love I have this thing about movies I don't know if there are shows that fit the bill but movies that have one setting and I mean one specific setting I don't mean oh it's all set in the school no I mean like one room Mm -hmm. like that movie buried I don't know that (gasps) with Ryan Gosling don't wait is it ryan gosling or ryan reynolds i think it's ryan gosling <laughs> um i'm so sorry babes it's ryan reynolds oopsie doopsie oh, oh man oh man but he's stuck um, in the ground oh my that's that's tragic um but enough about M- mr ryan so these people you know we just we, we open on them just like I guess waking up. Are they waking up in this? Like, what are they doing? Because they're stand. They're standing. They're not sitting or they're anything. They're not conscious. I would assume. So okay, the end of the movie kind of makes it seem like oh, it's aliens, alien abductions. But several ships, several of them. I think that they were like abducted, and you're not conscious, but you're in this space. And something that I read on Reddit kind of said maybe one person in the group is kind of like made sentient of what's going on so like they know how the voting works like they're Mm -hmm. just given just enough like knowledge to be like oh if i move my hand like this otherwise they would probably be in there standing forever and like everyone would just die boom 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 so would it be that guy that because wasn't he the original guy who like, said, I think this is how it's working? I think so. Probably mm-hmm. him. But then there's another theory that this guy had been in this scenario several times before, and that's why he was familiar with how to play the game. But I don't know. All unanswered questions. I mean, I will say, I think it's, like, pretty simple how it's working. Although not, like, the whole, like, opening and closing your fit. Like, that part of it seemed, like, how do you figure that out? so quickly that's why i think like somebody would have had to have been like subconsciously fed that information yeah but like once you get past that you can like i mean you kind of can make your own theories in the room like oh maybe they're trying to figure out like who's good or who's bad like obviously one person's gonna live because we're voting people out like who do we choose that's pretty simple Except for the end, you could just continuously tie again and again yeah. and again. 
I will say by the end, I was getting like very confused when they started like doing teams and stuff because they just kept talking so fast over one another. And I was like, I can't keep up with what the plan is here. Like, I mean, they did try pretty much every method that you could think of. So basically the way it works, there are 50 strangers or so we think a few of them we find out actually know each other in passing, not like super familiar, but like enough to be like, wait, yeah. don't I know you? Mm-hmm. And there's a minute for each round and each round they have to vote someone off to die or else someone is randomly selected or you can voluntarily step off your plate and die that way and it's always two minutes apart so you don't really have that much time to do a lot of deciding liberate and it's basically a lethal version of jubilee odd man out it's lethal it's (laughs) watching it last night i was like oh my god this is so similar to jubilee and you said the same thing yeah i was like it reminded me of the jubilee videos not the ones where they're like um where they stand on the opposite side of the room and they're just like i think abortion is okay middle ground yeah yeah that's middle ground i was thinking of like the episodes where they're like who can pick the rich person odd man out yeah, odd men out. So it reminded me of that because it's like you all really don't know each other. So you just ask a bunch of questions like, okay, who's this? Who this? Like, how can you tell who is the odd man out in this scenario? And we and both it, wonder if they were inspired by each other because Jubilee's yeah. been around for a long time, but those videos didn't get popular until like a couple years ago. Yeah, but you said Jubilee claimed they never seen this movie. I did not say that, but... I swear you texted me that. I said Jubilee's been around for 10 years, but I didn't say that. I swear I thought you said that. Maybe I, I was definitely didn't. Um, but if anyone wants to confirm that, please let me know. And I will link Jubilee's channel down below. I feel like everybody knows about it. But if you don't, I'll put it there. We're probably the only ones that's made this connection. <laughs> so Jubilee's probably like, what is this movie? They're like, but it's so similar with the timed rounds and, like, voting someone out. I mean, it is very similar, but I did tell you earlier, I had never heard of this movie before you told me about it. So, I don't think it's, like, that – like, I don't think it's a popular movie whatsoever. Are That's you saying my... that I have obscure taste? You do. I will say, like, you'll talk about these certain movies, and I'm like, girl, I have never heard of these movies. I'm and telling they're just... you, it's because I went through this phase, like, when I was younger, and I would only watch Independent for, like, a good three or four years. Mm-hmm. And you can definitely tell this is, like, an independent... You know, I'm not going to say that, because, like, in- independent movies can be good, but I will say obscure in a way, because I could only recognize one actor, and it was The Wife. But she's not really. We learned that she's not actually the wife of the that man. I can only recognize her, but like everybody else, like they don't even have their own Wikipedia pages. I recognized the the guy, not the guy who ends up surviving, but like one of the earlier guys. He he had like a blue hoodie on. He's in something that I've seen before, mm-hmm. um, but not recognizable enough to be like, oh my god, that's so and so. Mm-hmm. But they go through, like, everything you can imagine to determine how you're going to vote people off. Like, they start having people tell their story. It's a big, like, April Kebner thing from the Shooter episode of Grey's Anatomy where it's like, I'm from blah, 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 Kansas, mm-hmm. and I have three cats. And it's really, it really shows people's truest colors because there were so many times in the movie where I was like, oh, this person is literal scum. And then it'd be another person. It's like, oh, my goodness what are you saying like how could you be this type of person and I get you're in a scenario where you want to live but that does not mean you gotta be an awful person and like there would be like certain rounds where one person would reveal that someone else is awful and then they would vote that person out Mm -hmm. and then it would turn around and the person that revealed that is also awful like with the police officer yeah because the police officer, first of all, as soon as I saw the police officer, I knew there was going to be something about that coming up. Um, he revealed that one guy beat up his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to get it out of him. Like, did you beat up your girlfriend? Like, and eventually he kind of caves in and says, she deserved it. And it was like, well, you know, gone. And then the police officer starts spouting some racist BS 
And it's just like, you know, you just had to go and say this. You just had to do that. Mm-hmm. So. And they try to, um, like, team up. Like, what you said, like, the wife, who's not actually the wife. Mm-hmm. This guy and this woman who are in there who are next to each other. He's like, my wife is right next to me. And she tries to pull the sympathy card of, like, I'm a parent. Like, my daughter, Emily. But what's weird is, like. We never really figured out, like, who came up with that idea. Because, like, he said it was her. She said it was him. So, like, you can't... I mean, it felt like kind of her. But the guy did say, like, if you're going to... Like, this is my wife. I'm just asking you. If you had to choose between us, choose me. And it's like, he, you kind of put yourself out there. I think but you, he did it. I think when he said that, that was her cue to play along. Hmm. I don't know. It just felt like he put himself out there. I'm like, you don't even know this woman. And you're pretending like you, like, you'll just sacrifice yourself for it. Like, you don't, you didn't know how that was going to end. I think it's because it's like, oh, they're less likely to take me out if they know that my wife is right next to me. But Mm. they touch on literally everything. Race, police, socioeconomic status, sexuality, um, pregnancy, children, elderly mm-hmm. like yeah it was a big vanessa hudgens moment like yeah it's awful but isn't it like inevitable like in the within the first five or ten minutes some guy says okay let's just get rid of the elderly <laughs> i see five to seven like old people over 80 let's just get rid of them and i girl i saw the looks on those on the elderly's hearts and I, my heart was breaking or on their faces and my heart was breaking for them and then they point to this woman in a hat and she turns out to be cancer survivor and by the way most of these people don't have names they just go by whatever they're known for so she's cancer survivor and they're like you're next and she's like I'm 52 and they're like you don't look 52 and this one guy says well, why do you have white hair then and she's like, I survived cancer. Or she's like, I had cancer. And they go, this is so awful. They kept grinding her about this cancer thing. And they're like, well, your cancer could come back. Like, we don't know. And I just kept thinking, any of y'all can get cancer when y'all are older. I mean, well, you guys now. have. You don't, there's yeah. no age limit on cancer. Yeah. Like, you can get cancer just as much as she can. It just so happens that she's in remission for it. So, it it just shows people's truest colors and how awful people can be when their life is at risk. And it's, like, kind of crazy because there there's a bunch of elderly people that get taken out quick in the beginning. Like, we don't even get to hear them talk. And then there's this one guy who's in there who's Hispanic and he mm-hmm. doesn't speak English, but there is a girl in there who's able to translate and they they're like oh let's just take him out like it's a waste of time like we can't communicate with them and then they're like ask him if he's documented i'm like is this a scenario to care it's like they don't care if he has family they don't ask about anything else they're just like oh he's hispanic let's ask if he's here legally and i i hated the guy with the tie i don't know what he was i just kept he was like some businessman yeah, like, I was surprised he didn't get killed off sooner. Because I was like, how could y'all stand this guy? He had no he had no good way of eliminating people. He was just adding fuel to the fire. And it's like, he's stressing everybody out. You might as well just take him out early he on. He gets taken out for being um, homophobic. Mm-hmm. Because they go around asking, like, who has children? And some people are like, oh, I have three kids. I have blah, blah, blah kids. And there's this one woman who has a daughter. And he's like, what does your husband do? And she's like, my wife. And he's like, oh, do you think that's an appropriate environment to raise a child in? And everyone's like, beep, 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 beep. Yeah. I mean, they bring up this whole religion thing. And he turns to the reli- the preacher or a pastor, whatever. The, I don't know the difference. I'm so sorry. Um, they're like, can you, are you going to accept this? And I don't even know if they say anything. But he's like, this is a sin to the world. And I mean, somebody else brought up a good point. Like, 
they're like, everybody in here has sinned. I mean, technically. And he's like, I'm not homophobic or anything. And then... But I'm going to say some homophobic stuff. Like King. And then she says, oh, you think I'm the only one? And it's like that older guy who's like, I have seven kids and who's trying to like run the show. Mm Mm-hmm. That guy was also annoying as well. Mm -hmm. I was just like, stop talking. Stop it. Death, though, bless her heart and soul. She was just like, I have a sister and a niece and three cats. And then it just took her out because they ran out of time. I was like, dang. It was like, I think, I think the aliens are like, okay, you're talking too much. Just, just go. But they asked her to, cause, which like, I, that was a terrible strategy. Like they didn't have time. No, to she volunteered. She was like, I'm I'll talk about myself. So that was so, even worse. Like, mm. and then it's the next guy's turn. He's like, I'm not going to do that. She said all the right things and still got taken out. Mm-hmm. But my favorite part, my favorite line, I should say, um, <laughs> So there's a there's a child in there. Her name is Katie. Yay! I'm represented. She's like ten years old, you know. And Miss Girl do be crying a lot, a little annoying. She said, ah. "Um, she has one line. It, it the the entire time she is crying. I will say, like, not. I'm not gonna diss the kid because child actors have been literally bullied, like, to the point of like depression. So I'm not gonna." come for her she did a fine job for being a distraught child but she they were like what if she's a brat and their first question is like what kind of grades you get in school kid you do good in school and she's like uh uh-huh. and they're like do you make straight A's she's like no and they're like oh she gotta be let's kill her <laughs> yeah and it's so funny because I think the guy who was like on her side he was the guy with one arm um yeah because he said it sarcastically he's like oh she gotta be let's kill her then he's my favorite honestly Mm -hmm. like because there's a point where they're like i have kids and he's like yeah i have 20 like Mm -hmm. he always had like the snide remarks about everything and i thought that was the best thing he's the one i would have fallen in love with yeah definitely but can i just say i did not realize he had one arm until like probably an hour into the movie i just like never noticed didn't like were, did they ever touch on like ableism i know they touched on the military with that one <laughs> so, guy because they're like he has to know about it because he works for the government yeah so it was late in the um movie and they were really getting down to the people like to a few people and they were just trying to figure out everything like they were going through everything and they said, they were they were talking about, like, how much money people were making. The guy who kept t- running his mouth, he was like, I donate to charity. I do this. I work at a bank. And he came for the guy saying, you probably just pick up your disability checks. You're probably just living off that or something like that. I don't know. That, that's the only part that came up. And the guy was just, like, rolling his eyes. He's like, okay. That's what I mean. They touched on seriously everything. Mm-hmm. And then the pregnant woman in the movie who people are, like, labeling her, like, oh, trashy single mom. Like, you know, she's probably just some girl that got knocked up on accident. But my thing was, and I will say, this is, I think this is faulty on the writers of the movie. They were so quick to put that out there like they just assumed she was a single mother i was like y'all not y'all are not gonna assume she's you know has a partner a stable partner who's there supporting her like maybe she's a surrogate or maybe like this that and the other i think the movie i think the writer should have taken just a little bit more time to come to that conclusion instead of just jumping right into it but i think we should also mention that since the beginning of the movie, like, they kind of already figure out that it's going to come down between the little girl and the pregnant woman because they're like, well, obviously look at them. Like, nobody's going to try to kill them. So the whole movie really circles around, like, okay, Certainly. who else <laughs> who else are we going to kill? And then they're just – and a bunch of conflict comes up in which turns into, like, teams and stuff where they're like, okay – we are going to have to kill one of them because when it comes down to it, either the little girl kills her, which is a lot to put on a kid, or the pregnant woman's going to have to kill the kid, which is also horrible. So they're like, okay, I'm team kill the kid. 
So she doesn't have to kill somebody. So that's kind of where the whole movie centers on. Just these two people. Why fight so much if you know you're going to die for one of these two in the end? That's like my whole thing. I would have just stepped off the plate. And some people did. Some people did voluntarily say, I'll take myself out of it. Like that kid, um, Sean. Mm -hmm. Oh, they called him Scott last minute. They were like... Thank you, Scott. And then the I think it was the one arm guy. He was like, you guys know his name was Sean, right? Mm-hmm. He was the love of my life. And then like that lady who stepped off to be with her son. That was so sad. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, I get to be with my son who was killed in this motorcycle accident. And the pastor, preacher, or whatever is like kind of offering her, you know. Um, Help. You know, he's saying like. Comfort. He's like, oh, yeah. you see your son again. And she's like, you think so? And he's like, yeah. And then after she volunteers to do that, everyone's like, you don't really believe that mumbo jumbo. Yeah, the guy who was labeled the atheist in the subtitles, he got on my nerves so much. Because no matter what you believe in, like, when you really look at the big picture of things, no matter what you believe in, he was offering her comfort as a person. He was saying, like, you're going to see your son again. Because that's what she was thinking the entire time. She was saying, like, my son died. I forgive her, which I guess was the woman who caused the accident. And she, like, you could tell she wanted to see her son again. So the pastor was just saying that. He didn't, I honestly didn't see any religious intent behind it. And the atheist was like, you know, you know that's all BS right. And it's like, it's fine if you think that. There's nothing wrong with being atheist, agnostic, or any of that. But in that moment, there's no harm being done. You can believe in what you can believe in. It's okay. Just take comfort in whatever you can. These people, they find comfort in their faith. You find comfort in finding finding a logical way of getting out of here. Like, whatever it is. Just like... It's, it's like they start fighting with each other that has nothing to do with how they're going to die. What was the blonde guy's deal? The blonde guy with like the long hair who was on the The, the bearded teams. guy? Yeah, he was, um, they called him the bearded guy in the subtitles. I don't know what his deal was. I think he was just like rude. His whole thing was like, he was the guy that said, okay, we need to kill the kid. He's like, hey, we need you on our side. So the little girl doesn't have to, like, I don't know. Like, I have no idea. That's when things started getting confusing to me because I was like, what are we making teams about exactly? And the only other people in there that knew each other were that one guy and that lady that was in, like, the pantsuit. I think she was, like, a lawyer or something. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. No, she was a... I think she was a doctor. Yeah. She was like, yeah. you know, she had one of them them six-figure check-paying mm-hmm. jobs. And he's like, wait a minute. I know you. And they tried to make it into this big deal, but I didn't really understand what the big deal was. I don't know. Like, I think the, I think we kind of just brushed past it because they were like, well, how do you know each other? And one of us had neighbors and the other said co-workers. Weren't and they, oh my God. They, they were having, having an affair. An- yeah, and the, he was called the Asian guy. I mean, that's what they call him. He was just like, okay, affair. Okay. And they just kind of brushed past he him. He was they were a like, fave, too, on the low. Yeah, like, I'm surprised they didn't do anything about the affair thing. They were like, oh, you had an affair. That's horrible. That's a sin. And But they didn't do anything about it. Because but they're they, all just ordinary people. Yeah, and they, like, and they died. They chose to die together. So. Dang, they said Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. I mean, there were a lot of characters who didn't really have a line or who weren't really that important. Like that one girl, there's a three-way tie. Because we do get to see what happens in a tie. They're mm-hmm. like highlighted by this like glowing beam, and everybody has to vote out of those three again. Or two, whatever, however many the tie is. And this girl's like, I didn't even say anything. And she gets killed. But yeah. there's the guy at the end who, I think they're in the final four or five. And they're like, he hasn't said anything the entire time we've played. Mm-hmm. And he's made his way. And, like, honestly, that's a strategy in these kind of games. It's like, if you don't say anything and you just go unnoticed. 
Yeah, I mean, the final guy, I say final guy because, like, he won, but he says, like, I think he's here for a reason. He's here because he chose not to kill anybody. He chose not to say anything. Like, he's not saving himself. He, he's not trying to, and we didn't even, like, notice that. Because he didn't vote for anyone, and he didn't say anything the whole time. Yeah, so he's just, like, not really doing anything. Um, So he's like, well, I think the aliens, like, made made him this, I don't know, got him this far for a purpose. Like, what if he's the guy that's going to live? So then he's like, well, let's just see if we can kill him. And, you know, they could. I feel like that guy that won, he had to have known something. I know. It was like, he was way too suspicious because he was the first like calm guy where he was like, okay, this is how this works. This is how this works. And then like, he kind of just stopped talking like in the middle of it. And then he comes back around and he's in the final three and he kind of, he tries to offer comfort to the lady the pregnant lady and the little girl and he's like I can't tell y'all how to make your decision and the little girl she says okay I'll do it I'll just like step off like I'm not gonna kill you and he's like you're very brave Katie and then as soon as she steps off he makes a last minute decision to kill the pregnant lady so it's just him left Mm -hmm. he ooh, he was dirty yeah, and the pregnant lady, she dies, but the, the baby. baby that is in her womb mm-hmm. counts as a person, and he kills the baby. Hmm. I do wonder, like, what would have happened if the baby was the last survivor? Like, how does that work? I don't know, because somebody on Reddit, this was, like, one of the things I was talking about. At the end, when he exits, like, the spaceship thing, and he sees the other survivors who have played the same game, there are a lot of pregnant ladies. Mm -hmm. And it's like... And children. Yeah. How did they win, the pregnant ladies, if the woman and the child counts as two separate, like, entities? I don't know if it... Maybe the, the mother has to die... I don't know. I don't know. Someone else said it was because, like, the little circles that they're standing on are sensors, and because of the way the pregnant lady fell on it, Mm. that, like, that's how it recognized life. And if she would have fallen, like, off of it, it wouldn't count. I just, I just wonder, like, if she, if the baby lived, like, who's gonna, like, somebody has to deliver the baby, because, like, the mother isn't coming back to life. So... And if that's the case, the baby's going to die either way. But the baby if nobody's coming for him. But, like, what if he just, like, stepped off? I guess, like, no one would survive. That's, Unless, like, the alien people saying. came and were like, boo. We're going to raise this baby ourselves. We are adoptive parents. Maybe this whole movie is an allegory for pro-life and pro-choice. Honestly, I would not be surprised. (laughs) Maybe it is. I don't know. I'm not taking a stance. But I just thought it was so interesting. And it's like, how do you make these decisions? Because I do think that the people who are, like, inherently bad, obviously everybody has their own issues, but some people are, like, inherently bad. Like, if you're racist, inherently bad. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, They would have revealed themselves over time anyway. But it's like... I don't know how I would play a game like that. Like, how do you determine who's worth saving? Yeah, like, I would say, so, in terms of, like, you couldn't really tell who was good or bad, and they touched on this, where it's like, nobody's really good or bad, it's like a gray area, and I was like, hmm, I don't know, I saw some bad people. Um, I mean, I think some people are, like, inherently bad, but, like, other people, it's just kind of, like, they're just medium bad. Like, one of them I saw, like, I was thinking that was the wife, because... You know, they tricked everybody into thinking, you know, like, oh, we're husband and wife. Nobody's going to, like, kill us or anything because we're together. And it's revealed that they don't know each other, but she does have a husband. She does have a daughter named Emily. And it's like, like, you feel bad for her because you understand why she did it. But somebody else does bring up the point. It's like, well, what if some of us had, you know, what if the other people had family? Or something. Like, I don't think she's a bad person. I think she was just 
scared. And the situation that you're in yeah, is high pressure. But I really do think that the guy kind of sucked her into that. Because there wasn't ever really a time where the two of them could be like, this is what we're going to do. And no one mm-hmm. would have heard them. Because they're all so close to each other. Mm-hmm. So I think when he blurted that out, she just kind of was like, I'm just going to go along with what he's saying. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but I did have my own theory at the beginning of the movie. And I really thought this was how it's going to end. But it did not. Um, I had a theory that pe- the people weren't dying anyways. Like they were just kind of getting zapped. And just taken off the ship. And then once whoever like survives. They leave. And I figured that it was not going to be the wife of the pregnant lady. I thought it was going to be some person who was like. I thought it was going to be like one. Like the guy who lived. Who was just like. They made some pretty bad decisions. You know you should feel pretty guilty for what you did. And they got off. And they see all the people that died. But they didn't really die. They were just waiting for them. And then somebody revealed it was like a, like it was a social experiment or something like that. And he would have to, that person would have to live with that guilt. You know, that. I still think it's a social experiment. I mean, I still get, think it is as well. But, you know, my whole theory that everybody ends up living, but that one person just has to feel guilt. I mean, I'm sure the other people did too, but. The first time I watched it years ago, I thought it would the game would start again. Like you think you're getting out, you're the survivor, mm-hmm. but it just starts all over again with that one survivor and a new set of people and it just keeps going. Yeah, and I still do wonder like what this whole thing is because I do like the aspect of like, oh, we don't know. The whole movie is just like, who lives and who dies. But I would like a prequel where it just shows, you know, whatever's doing all this and why they're doing all this. I would like to see that. Um, but, oh, shoot, I lost my train of thought. Oh, no. I hate, I hate it when that happens. Killer. She can't remember. Oh, no. I'm sorry I got to be in that one class. I'm going to marry one arm guy. No, I'm going to marry one arm guy. Uh, you can have military man. You have G.I. Joe. Fine. You know, when they looked at him, when they started saying volunteers, and they were like, you're a soldier. I was like, that's kind of messed up. He was like, I was in <laughs> Afghanistan for two years. I have a seven-month-old child at home who doesn't even know me. Yeah, and they were just like, you volunteer for the military you should volunteer to die right here and i was like mm, don't you think one of them's already enough who did you want to survive till the end i mean i did want either the pregnant lady or the girl to survive but i feel like they're the obvious options so other than them i wanted the translator to win to live yeah she was very empathetic yeah, she was cool. I don't know how she ended up dying. Like, I don't know why she died. I don't remember. I remember it was after she was whispering something to the Hispanic guy. I'm assuming to, like, she was telling him to, like, kill the other guy or whatever. Maybe, yeah. But she was, like, trying to be like, vote for him. I don't know. There's a lot of people to keep up with, and I just couldn't remember, like, everybody. Like, I do remember in the beginning of the movie, there was one guy... That I hated, but honestly, I can't even picture his face now. Because I just hated so many people throughout the movie. I think I would say... Like you said, the mom and the child are, like, obvious choices. Um, Even though I don't necessarily feel like I have to save the mom. Because, like, I don't know anything about her. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would save one arm guy. Translator lady. Beth, because she seemed like... A decent person. Um, I would say to the guy who didn't vote. I mean. I don't know if I would. Because I don't know anything about him. Maybe he just didn't understand the game. He was like. I wasn't listening during that time. He's to like, be honest. No thoughts had empty. Like um, oh man. I thought he was um, at first deaf. Like he couldn't hear people. Like 
and he was just like, uh, excuse me, I don't know what's going on. And maybe he was. And yeah, that's what I'm saying. Maybe he was. Who knows? I just think that it's a really cool movie. And if you like it, you should watch Jubilee videos because it's a similar concept but less mm. lethal. Yeah, um, hopefully Jubilee does not, you know, go this route. But I don't think they will. I don't think YouTube would allow that. It probably is against community guidelines. I would think so. They're definitely getting demonetized. But now it's time for our community guidelines. What would you give this, as I said earlier, flick? So, as a movie, you know, no, I'll start with as um, a very long fictional social experiment. I think it was such a cool concept. I think it was so interesting how they brought up so many things. And I thought it was very entertaining. Like, it went by so fast. And it was, it, did, it wasn't meant to be, like, funny all the way through. Like, but they had funny moments. there were times moments. when I was cracking up. It was just so ridiculous that it made me laugh. So I like it on that aspect, but as a movie itself, it was kind of iffy. Not the worst, but not the best. So I, I'll just give it a five out of ten. A oh, five out of ten. Um, hmm, five out of ten bank workers who just donate a charitable sum to charity. I'm going to use a five-star scale because 10 sometimes is just too big for my <laughs> pea brain. Um, I'm going to give it a three and a half Bs on my report card. Yes, half of a B. Kill her. Kill her. Because it is funny. I'm a sucker for anything that has to deal with like survivalist strategy and it is a cool social experiment. And I do like that they touched on everything in a way that didn't feel corny. Mm-hmm. Like, at times, I did think it was a little cheesy how quick they just, like, jumped to conclusions on things. But, you know, some people are like that. Some people really do jump to conclusions. And now it's time for us to jump into the quiz of the week. Love that transition. <laughs> We are taking a quiz called Design an Apocalypse, and we'll tell you if you would survive it. Will you even survive the first day? No, baby, because I'm taking myself out. <laughs> By Natalia Lobanova? Lobanova? I'm so sorry if I butchered your last name, Natalia. Uh, a BuzzFeed staff member. She looks Thank like... You. Um, the the Sophia. Uh, Yeah. The one that wears all the black clothing. Or Sophia, That's how, or however you say her name. I'm sorry. I know how to spell it. Me too. But I don't know how to say it. I think it's Sophia. It. She has a big fan base, though, so I hope no, none of them are coming. We have no hate towards the woman. No, we I just don't know her. how to pronounce those, her name. Uh, Franken lipsticks. Honestly, it does it for me. Mm. And her wedding video was so cute. I have never seen one YouTube video of hers. Sorry. Um, anyways, so how will society as we know it collapse? Climate change causing international famine. Well, we know my choice. Nuclear war. Well, we know Katie's choice. A super volcano <laughs> destroying half the world and sending the rest into a volcanic winter. All right. Or zombie outbreak. Um, I'm going to choose zombie outbreak because, you know, my guilty pleasure show... It's it's about to end, but you know, still trekking on The Walking Dead. I'm, I feel like I feel like I have a lot of experience just watching the show. I would die in that scene. I wouldn't want to fight to live. Maybe that's just the fun of it. That's like just me though. I why be in a high stress environment when you don't have to? Am I right? Um, I would pick climate change because climate change is real. People. I would say it's the most realistic of all these. Um, what will be the first thing you do when you find out that a disaster has happened? Abandon the city. If you want to find love, then you know where the city is. The city is. Fill the bathtub with water. I feel like that's me. 
just taking a bath loot the shops secure all the windows and doors in my house um i would definitely abandon the city that's where most of the people are so if they're zombies they're all gonna be there i don't know okay like something about all the movies where people are driving trying to escape something it always looks so stressful and i'm already like not um confident behind the wheel but also i feel like locking windows and doors our house is so windowy that i wouldn't feel safe you could just break the glass Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna fill the bathtub with water enjoy one last soak um before they come to get me I mean, I think they mean fill the bathtub with water as in, like, you'll have a lot of water to drink. But I'm doing it to soak. (laughs) Pick a loyal companion. A robot. A husky. Why not both, like Goddard from Jimmy Neutron? (laughs) Your partner. But who's our... Who's your partner? I didn't know I had a lover in this universe. (laughs) Dang, maybe I have a reason to stay alive. Uh, A wise stranger you meet along your travels. Um, why does the train have to choo-choo right now? Well, that's your escape out of the city. They're telling you to hurry up. Exactly. Um, I would choose, I'm just going to say your partner because it's somebody you trust. Like, I don't care if this stranger is wise. I don't know. I just wouldn't trust them. Mm, I'm going to pick... A wise stranger you meet along your travels. Because what if they became my partner? That's true. And they're smarter than me. Maybe it'd be my enemies to lovers moment. Love it for you. Pick some food to take with you. A bag of hard, crunchy, crispy rice. And these ain't no instant Uncle Ben's packets neither. Tins of canned peaches. Nice bread that you know is gonna get moldy moldy real quick <laughs> unless you can find a freezer somewhere it's getting moldy or a pizza that's gonna probably go bad as well i'm picking peaches i'm picking peaches as well out of all of these i mean the bag of rice unless you have boiling hot water or a rice cooker you i mean you're gonna be eating hard rice the bread's gonna get moldy the why would you eat pizza and you can only in- bring one you know just one pizza. Yeah, You're like, like yeah, that's my last peaches, meal. You could have tons. And it's yeah. preserved for a long time. And peaches are good. And you have natural sugars, which you mm-hmm. need. Yeah. Pick a weapon. A gun with five bullets. Five. Five for the five men that broke my heart. A single grenade. Like that Bruno Mars song. I would <laughs> catch a grenade for you. Whatever that song. Y'all remember. Uh, I think it's called Grenade. Uh-huh. A blunt axe. No slicing. Just looking threatening. Or no weapons. Thanks. So if the axe wasn't blunt, I would definitely choose that because that's a quiet weapon. Because everybody knows a gun. That's going to draw attention to the zombies. Um, but... I don't know. I guess, well, you know what? I'm going to pick a a single grenade because if I get in a a scuffle, I'll just throw it at them. And I'm like, well, I'll just run away then. I'm going to pick, I was going to pick grenade, but something about that makes me paranoid that like somehow the pin would come out and I'll like throw myself up with it. So I think I'm going to pick the gun with five bullets. Do I have the aim to use a gun? No. But That's what I'm saying. <laughs> if anyone ever tried me, I could just pull it out and start, like, holding it, you know? Because be everyone's like, like I got oh, a gun. I, 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 and I'm like, say it again, Jonathan. Hmm? Say it out loud. Choose somewhere to hide. A penthouse apartment with loads of windows so everyone can see you and it's not secretive at all. But what if it's one of those, like, windows where it's, like, only like you can't see in it but that's not guaranteed i guess not and also just like something about a lot of windows being able to be broken uh, stresses me out mm. um an abandoned shopping center we've seen this before i swear that looks like the like the rundown mall near my <laughs> near my house it might be a stock image i think you should pick it it's like home sweet home 
Mm -hmm. Um, an old cinema. Cool vibes. But I don't know how practical that is. I will I will say though, in The Last of Us 2, they take shelter in an old cinema and in, it did not work to their favor. So Because there's just not that many resources. Or True. a remote country cottage, like a quiet place. I mean I'm really torn between the shopping center or the country cottage. I'm going to pick shopping center because that sounds fun. I'm going to pick country cottage because we're, I feel like it's, it's a double-edged sword, right? Like I'm away from civilization, so probably no one will bother me, but also you're away from everything if someone does come at you. True, true. But I'm going to pick it, it anyway. It reminds me of The Rain. A show I have not finished. I got to season two, and then the first episode was awful. So I was like, eh, I'm not going to watch that. Sometimes that's how it is. Mm -hmm. Okay, I swear I did not know this was going to be a question. What a coincidence. You come across another party, which includes a pregnant woman. They're hungry and ask you to share your food. What do you do? Every single survivalist movie, there's got to be some pregnant woman. It happens in... um, a quiet place it happens in the movie that we just reviewed mm-hmm. it happens in um what's that one movie with sandra bullock that was popular like a couple years ago and she had the blindfold you know what i'm talking oh, about oh um bird box yes there's two yeah. pregnant ladies in that and there's always a pregnant lady in the apocalypse tv shows so tell them to get their own food Give food, but only to the pregnant woman. Don't give your food, but help them scavenge for some. Or give them half your food. Okay. I don't want to tell them to get their own food because I feel like that's going to create enemies. And I'm weak and fragile. I don't want to just give it to pregnant lady because then it's still going to create enemies and I'm weak and fragile. I'm not giving them half my food because I'm not crazy. But I will help some some folks look for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... this brings up like an entire conversation I I feel like it's different from circle because in circle they were like so she gets to live but she doesn't know how to use birth control or something like that I'm like what if she planned the pregnancy like you don't know anything she's a surrogate yeah like I mean they they're still in modern times like modern civilization where everything is up and running like but like in apocalypse like zombie nuclear winter I don't know like yeah, all that setting, it's like, were you not just a little careful? I mean, you, you sound a little careless. Thing. It's like literally in a quiet place. I don't understand. The mom, played by Emily Blunt, gets pregnant. And like, all this had been going on for a while. Like, I know maybe you had a moment of weakness where you were like, I just need to be intimate with my partner. But like, but like y'all, and y'all know babies careful. are loud. Yeah, there are ways to not get pregnant and have sex. I mean, it's not always guaranteed. For sex education. Yeah, I mean, literally in The Walking Dead, when Lori in like the first two seasons or whatever, she got pregnant. I was like, girl, you're being like so careless. You're not even using protection and you're in a zombie apocalypse. Let's think about this for a minute. Don't have sex because you will get pregnant and die. Um, I'm going to choose the same thing as you because I agree. I, I think we're on the same wavelength about that. Uh, pick a survival skill to have. Knowledge of medicinal herbs. Programming. What does that even mean? Engineering. What does that even mean? Or great physical strength. No, baby, because my himbo wise stranger is going to take care of that for me. So I want to know about those medicinal herbs because they always Mm -hmm. be coming in clutch. I have to do that as well. I feel like, so I do think engineering could work because, like, okay, here's the thing. I don't know anything about engineering, so please do not come for me about my lack of knowledge of it and its subgroups. But I feel like if you came across a community and they're like, hey, we need to build some walls or something, or we need to build some houses, like we got to build the world back up. I feel like that's where your knowledge should come in. Now, programming, I don't know. Girl, what are we going to do? Design a video game during this? (laughs) Like, (laughs) we need to document our experience in game form. Mm -hmm. 
What would be the most valuable thing you bring to a group? My physical strength. That we already said we don't have. (laughs) Um, My ability to lift everyone's spirit and morale. So we're the moral compass. I don't even know if I can lift my own spirit and morale in these conditions. (laughs) I'd be able to forage for food. Or I'm a good leader. Um, I feel like I'd be able to forage for food. I don't know. I'd rather just, like, be that person that's, like, hey, I'm going to go look for food and stay away from everybody else because I feel like being, I don't know, there's just probably going to be so much tension between people, and I'm like, going to go look for food. Bye. I think I would want to be the leader, but also I know the leader always gets killed and somebody always hates them, whatever, but I think I've seen enough survivalist things to, like, if we were in a safe situation and it came to, like, rationing and stuff, I would be good at that. Yeah, definitely. See, we would work. I would give you the food, and you'd just be like, here, let's ration it. Because people be doing stuff stupidly. They're like, mm-hmm. let's eat it all in the first two weeks. Like, do you plan on not making it after the first two weeks? Like, let's if all you- think. Mm-hmm. Which of these thoughts will keep you going in the darkest of nights? Both now in the present and then. Okay. The possibility of making a new start and not repeating old mistakes as a species. That's a little too optimistic. I will have no thoughts. Only the primal will to survive. I kind of like that. I will have no thoughts. <laughs> the need to provide for my partner and my children. Who's Who says we have partners and children in, in this scenario? I'm not on that Emily Blunt gang. No. No, I don't know if there is anything that would keep me going. Okay, I literally was not going to pick the first three, but I don't think I can pick the fourth one either. I mean, okay, the first one sounds kind of cultish, and I'll explain why. I don't know, but it sounds like one of those things where it's like, oh, we're going to see the apocalypse as like a new beginning for us. Like, we were cursed in our old world some god out there or whatever like they've come up with their own god they're just like our own god this they made it as both a punishment and a blessing for us a a time for us to rebirth as a species and i'm just like "Mm, i don't want to do i like i get it it's positive but like mm, it's just not for me um i'm going full-blown tarzan like just no thoughts (laughs) I guess I will, too, because, like, honestly, what else are you going to be thinking about? Like, I just want to be, like, empty-headed and vibing. Ooh, so how long will you survive? A perfect quarter of a year. Ooh. Three months. You'll live through the disaster, but the immediate and bloody aftermath will quickly take its toil on you. Is it supposed to say toll? Because it says toil. I, I would think it's toll, but... I'm not sure. Toil, foil, trouble. Um, the lucky thing is that you won't actually get to see when things get really bad. Yes, that's all I can ask for. Oh my god, like I get a little taste, but they take me out before things get too rough. Amen. I feel like yours is like, well, I tried my best. <laughs> I that I mean, but that's realistic for me. I would not fight to survive. Um, I have a very opposite uh link. Of time, I got forty years. See, you would want to live, though. I wouldn't. I'm around for the long haul, guys. Um, you're ruthless, and you'll be one of the last few standing. You'll live long enough to weather the tragedy and start repopul- mm, repopulating the earth. Okay, Emily Blay. Uh, this time, hopefully, not repeating the mistakes that brought about the tragedy. Okay. All right. Katie I don't know what I'm be doing. Like Eighty kids to repopulate the earth. <laughs> See, this is what happens when you just, like, volunteer to find food and stay away from everybody else. You, you're you on your own. If you see trouble, you just, nobody will notice you're gone. I'm the fallen leader leave. that people care about for one season after the show. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, yeah, remember? And then I show up in the final season of the show in, like, some montage. And they're like, oh, my God, it's her from season one. It's like um the sister from the society. Yeah. I can't remember her I name. I started rewatching that last night. 
I don't think I could rewatch it because it would make me so sad. I mean, this would be my third time rewatching. So. Honestly, I think The Society is one of the most requested shows, like from people, like to bring back. Because it has potential. I know that and Anne with an E are among those, but like I've never seen Anne with an E, so I don't know. I thought that show was a little too young for me. Just a little too young. But you know what you're never too young to do? What? Have a great, amazing, wonderful, tasty, mm-mm, delicious week. And while you're having that great, delicious week, um, hopefully you find the time to give us a rating, give us a review, and tell us what you like, tell us what you don't like. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at... Courage and Doll. And if you don't have Twitter, you still want to tell us your thoughts, and email us, couragedollpodcast at gmail.com. And subscribe. Bye. Bye. Bye.